0: You're listening to another life-transforming message from Awakened Church with campuses in San Diego and Salt Lake City. To find out more about us, go to AwakenedChurch.com.
1: come with me to the book of Daniel chapter 3, Isaiah, Jeremiah, Lamentations, Ezekiel, Daniel. If you hit Jose, you've gone too far. Jose, Joel, Amos, Obadiah, Micah, Nahum, Habakkuk. All right. Uh, Here we go, Uh, Daniel chapter 3. Daniel chapter 3, reading from verse 1. Nebuchadnezzar the king made an image of gold whose height was 60 cubits and its width 6 cubits, 60 by 6. He set it up in the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. It's very, very important. Uh, Just let's pause for a second there. It's very, very important That everything that you read in the Bible, every word that you read has significance, has weight, has meaning. Solomon in Ecclesiastes writes that there is nothing that is that has not been before. And there is nothing that now is that won't be again. The, The problem with our Western education system is that you, you and I, whether we realize it or not, we are, we are educated to believe that time is linear. The time is linear. That it was 2018. And then on the 31st of December at midnight, we all bah, bah, shouted midnight and it was 2019. And then on the 31st of the December, we, and we think it's linear. But in the Bible... Time does not move in a linear direction. In the Bible, time moves in a cyclic, in a circular direction. Uh, The Jewish calendar has how many days in it, Pastor Charles? 360. See how brilliant Charles is? Uh, A circle has how many degrees? How How many days in a Jewish calendar? How many in a circle? Degrees? Wow. Every year, you probably have realized, is every year there's summer. We just come out of summer, and next year, summer will come again. Come June, summer will come again. Then we go into fall, and next year we'll have fall. There was fall last year. There's Fall this year is going to be fall next year. Winter. So, so we see, we, we see that, that there are four distinct seasons in every year. What God does on a micro level, he also does on a macro level. And so when you read the Bible, yes, you're reading history, but it's, it's, just, it's just a capture of a moment that is on continual, continually repeat. And the reason it's on continual repeat is because the pieces have not changed. This is called scripture because it's a script. We have a script for hero. We have a script for twisted. The cast may change. But it's the same script. It's scripture because the cast may change from generation to generation. But it's the same demon forces. It's the same devil. It's the same evil seeking to destroy. And then there's the same God in the heavens who sent the same Holy Spirit to empower his sons and daughters. And then it's the same righteous patriots. It's the same courageous warriors standing up. And when I speak of courageous warriors, I do not know of a more courageous warrior than Ariel Heinrichs. You may be saying, who's Ariel Heinrichs? Well, that's her name in the the spirit realm. Ariel means lioness of God. And we have a lioness of God on the front row. I'm not sure if you saw Pastor Becky yesterday down at the supervisors meeting telling them that uh, what a, I mean, what a message. What a message on no no, don't you dare bring in the shedding of innocent blood and try and bring that curse onto our city. How dare you? I rebuke you. I pray that you don't have rest in your sleep. We rebuke the spirit of Jezebel. We rebuke the spirit of Moloch. And she just, I like that we have a courageous pastor. Somebody had to say it. And those demonized people couldn't even lift their eyes. They'd say, you know, it's demonized because they're looking down. They couldn't even make eye contact. So we recognize the authority, and so we're we're in a wonderful battle. But you know, it's always good to go into battle with warriors, with fierce warriors. And we got fierce warriors on the front row, and uh, I'm just so proud of you, Pastor Becky. What a lioness of God you are! You're just amazing, amazing. And Pastor John said out the back, "She was a shell of a woman till I married her. Look at her now." And I'm like, "Oh, she was doing all right." He goes, "No, nah, shell of a woman." And uh, he said, just, you know, do a little promo. I'll be giving tips after the service. <laughs> oh, I've got to get through this message and I'm too naughty. Oh, at least we got through verse one. <laughs> and now my phone's ringing. Hopefully it's not someone from Australia, is it? Yeah, it is. It's, it's Pat Masidi. Hey, hey, Pastor Pat, I'm, I'm just in church. Oh, sorry, my brother. I'm, I'm sorry, Jürgen, sorry. No no worries, mate. Do you want to say hi to the. Everyone say hi. This is Pastor Pat Macedi. Hey, hey, everyone.
0: Looking forward to tomorrow.
1: Love you, Jurgen. Hey, we love you, Pat. I'll call you later. (laughs) He obviously wasn't watching online.
0: But he's a
1: lone warrior in Australia right now trying to stand up to the tyranny down under. So, So, yeah. Anyway, let's go to verse 2. King Nebuchadnezzar, which isn't easy to say fast, sent word to gather the satraps, administrators, governors, counselors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, all the officials of the provinces. Somebody say leadership. I mean this is the big cheese this is the who's who it's you know the the supreme court the the regional court the high court I mean all the courts all the councillors all the treasurers all the governors the judges the magistrates all the officials the mayors you name it to the provinces to come to the dedication of the image which he had set up and the satraps administrators governors they all came Then a herald cried aloud in verse 4, a herald cried aloud, to you it is commanded, O people, nations, and languages, that at the time that you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, and symphony with all kinds of music, you shall fall down and worship the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar has set up. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. If you're starting to identify, then it's tracking right. So at that time, when all the people heard the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, psaltery, symphony with all kinds of music, all the people, nations, languages, and I want you to see it's a global thing, all the people, nations languages it wasn't just an isolated region it wasn't just this is what was happening out in alpine it was happening globally all nations languages fell down and worshiped the gold image which king nebuchadnezzar had set up therefore at that time certain chaldeans came forward and accused the jews they spoke and said to king nebuchadnezzar "O king live forever you, O king, have made a decree. And what a wonderful decree it is, darling. <laughs> Everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lines, psalter, and symphony all kinds of music shall fall down and worship. And whoever does not fall down and worship shall be cast immediately in the burning fiery furnace. Well, there are certain Jews whom you have sent over the affairs of the province of Babylon. Shadrach, Meshach, Abed, and Nigo. These men, O king, have not paid due regard to you. They do not serve your gods or worship the gold image which you have set up. It's amazing how that spirit... Empowers the Karens. <laughs> e- e- everyone's bowing. Everyone's everyone's in compliance. It's just three amigos. Right? There's three amigos. Not in compliance. But old tattletale Karen's got to come forward. Spirit... There's three people, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, we even know where they live, who aren't bowing. They're not complying. So verse 13, I think it is, then Nebuchadnezzar in rage and fury gave the command to bring Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. So they brought these men before the king. Nebuchadnezzar spoke to them saying, is it true? Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego that you do not serve my gods or worship the golden image which I have set up? Now, if you're ready at the time, you hear the sound of the horn, flute, harp, lyre, symphony with all kinds of music, and you shall fall down and worship the image which I've made good. But if you do not worship, you will be cast immediately into the midst of a burning, fiery furnace. And who is the God who can deliver you from my hands? Sometimes sometimes people in their arrogance ask questions I'm not sure they want to know the answer to. <laughs> And who is the God who can deliver you? Well, you're about to find out, little Nebi. You're about to find out, Nebi. Verse 16. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, I love these guys, said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case... Our God, whom we serve, is able to deliver us from the burning, fiery furnace, and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. But if not, if he, for whatever reason, chooses not to deliver us, and we get consumed in the fire, we want to make it plain, O king. We We want to let you know. Even if not, let it be known to you, King, that we do not serve your gods, nor will we worship the gold image which you have set up. Even, even if he doesn't, we ain't bowing. We'd rather burn than bow. We'd, we'd rather be fired We'd rather lose our job. We'd rather have people go. Then Nebuchadnezzar was full of fury. And the expression on his face changed towards Shadrach, Meshach, and Nebuchadnezzar. And he spoke and he commanded that they heat the furnace at least seven times hotter. Because the building needed to be at least three times bigger. Because it was a center for ants. And now... You can't have a center for ants and a fiery furnace that needs to be heated 7 times hotter. <laughs> so you just imagine the poor guy that gets that edict. It's a furnace. I know, but do you want to go in too? No, I don't want to go in as well. Well, just 7 times you can't. It's a furnace. Like, how am I gonna just just it's seven times hotter now no, it is seven oh at least seven, maybe more. I mean, anyway, I don't know, I just my brain excuse me says. <laughs> <It's just laughs> Then these men who were bound in their coats, their trousers, their turbans, and their garments were cast into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. And because the king's command was so urgent and the furnace so exceedingly hot that the flame of the fire killed the men who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and these three men, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, fell down bound into the midst of the burning, fiery furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar was astonished. And he rose in haste and spoke, saying to his counselors, did we not cast three men bound into the midst of the fire? And they answered, true, O king, three. He says, look, I see four men loose,
0: walking in the midst of the fire, and they're not hurt. And the form of the fourth is like the Son of God. You ask which God? He just revealed which God. There is only one God who delivers from the fiery furnace. There's only one God that you will find in the fire. There's only one God who's another in the fire standing next to me.
1: The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The God who parts Red Seas. The God who raises the dead. The God who opens the eyes of the blind. The God who will never leave you nor forsake you. The creator of the cosmos and the universe. The God who who formed you and fashioned you in your mother's womb. While you were yet unseen in the secret place, He knit you together. And before there was one day, before you took your first breath, He had already ordained the days of your life. He already wrote things in a book saying my Becky Lynn Heinrichs is going to do this. John Heinrichs is going to do these extraordinary exploits. Tessa Fuller is going to live in a fat house and her
0: husband is going to do body by backyard and body by front yard and look like a well-oiled machine. That's what he's going to look like.
1: That's the God that turns up in the fire. Then Nebuchadnezzar, I haven't even got to one point. Excuse me. i got four. Oh, shoot. Alright, then Nebuchadnezzar went near the mouth of the burning fiery furnace and spoke, saying, Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego, come out, come out, wherever you are. If I was them, I'd say, no, come in. It's lovely. <laughs> Come here, we'll make s'mores. Come on in. And then the Bible says that they got out of the burning fire. I mean, can you imagine that? The whole world watching. And then they come out. I mean, if you're ever going to walk with some swagger...
0: I mean, um, if you are ever gonna, that's the time to do it.
1: And the Bible says, when they came out, not a hair of their head was singed. The smell of fire or smoke wasn't on them. The only thing that was consumed was the ropes. Isn't that interesting? The only thing that was consumed was the ropes that bound their hands and their feet. That was the only thing consumed. Everything that came from the enemy was consumed. Everything that came to take away their freedom, everything that took, everything that the enemy put on them in persecution, everything that was unjust and injustice was consumed in the fire. Nebuchadnezzar spoke saying, blessed be the God of Shadrach. Meshach and Abednego sent his angel and delivered his servants who trusted in him. They frustrated the king's word and yielded their bodies so they should serve and and worship no other god except their own god. Therefore, I make a decree. And, you know, he he doesn't completely get saved because, listen, therefore, I make a decree that any people, nation, and language which speaks anything amidst against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego shall be cut in pieces and their houses made. Like, he's just... (laughs) king like you don't have to kill people that disagree but anyway so he's he's in there we're gonna but it's amazing it flips anybody that worships another god then the king promoted everyone say promoted promoted Shadrach Meshach Abednego into the province of Babylon what an awesome story I mean you almost don't need to preach but I just have four quick thoughts in six minutes the first one That I love about these guys is they operated in convictions, not convenience. Convictions, not convenience. The the, the purpose of church, the purpose of the preaching of the word of God is to help you form convictions. Convictions. Convictions are absolutes. They're they're, they're things that, yeah, I ain't going to compromise on this. These, These are things that it doesn't matter which way the wind's blowing. It doesn't matter what the world's saying. It doesn't matter what everyone else is doing. I just have some convictions that Sunday, it's the Lord's Day. And as for me and my house, we'll be found in the house of God. It's a conviction. It's a conviction that when I, when I made vows before God and in front of, I didn't just make those vows. I, I made a covenant and, and we exchanged hearts. And I received my beautiful, and she trusted me with the most precious thing, her heart. And so I have, have a conviction that because she was willing to not do that with any other man, but stood at an altar and gave me poof, 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 the most precious thing that she has, her heart, that I will live my life to, to honor those vows and never break that heart, the most precious. It's called a conviction. The world lives with convenience. No fault, divorce, convenience. The amount of breaking, the amount of, of hearts, the amount of devastation. Little children watching mum and dad. And when we're little, we think mum and dad, they're, they're, they're smart. my dad's bigger than your dad. We think mum. And then when they get divorced, it, we're like, man, are their problems too big for even mums and dads to solve? And it puts an insecurity in young people. But these guys had a conviction. We don't care. We'd rather burn than bow because we have a conviction. There's one true God. And the second commandment is thou shalt not bow down to any image. And so we keep his commandments. We know that he's a God who delivers the righteous. But even if we don't, we want you to know we're not bowing. I like that. The the enemy always operates on the removal of choice. Have you ever noticed that? The enemy always removes choice. It's forced worship. The devil can only force you to worship. He can only coerce you to worship. He tries to bribe you to worship. Comes to Jesus and he said, see all these kingdoms, all their glory, all their splendor. All these have been delivered to me and I can give them to whoever I want. If you would just bow down and worship. Nowhere in the Bible does God say, hey, listen, uh, 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 if, 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 if you guys worship me, I'll give you stuff. doesn't do it. The devil's always coerced. He's always forced. If you have to be forced and coerced, it's a violation of your free will. God is, God is so into your free will that he puts Adam and Eve in a garden with a tree that has deadly fruit on it. He says, of all the trees you can eat except for that one. The day that you eat of that tree, you'll die. And he doesn't put crocodiles around it. He doesn't put like man-eating sharks with lasers. <laughs> hot magma. <laughs> I call him many. Now, he doesn't do, he doesn't. He, he gives them. Because if you can't, if you don't have the Freedom to choose the wrong thing you're not free the price that God paid for free will the price that God paid for your freedom you always notice a satanic spirit because it always tries to take that freedom away Mr. Anderson you can't win I keep beating you yet you keep getting up I don't understand why why you would even bother, because I choose to, because I choose to, because I, the power of your choice, the power of free will, the power that flows from your choice when it's your choice. See, point number two, courage produces character. Courage produces kingdom character. Courage is the ability to choose what's right despite what it costs you. Three times God says to Joshua, Joshua, be strong, be courageous. Be strong, be courageous. Joshua, be strong and be very courageous because you are going to cross the Jordan. You are going to succeed where your predecessor, He, he got to the Jordan but you are now going to surpass. You're going to excel beyond. You are going to divide the land. You're going to see my promise fulfilled in your lifetime. And you're going to drive out the Hivites. You're going to drive out the Jebusites. You're going to drive out the Amorites. You're going to drive them all out. And You will dispossess them. And you will conquer them. And you will occupy their homes. And you will drink wine from their vineyards. And you will eat fruit from their orchards. And you will, you will reap the land that they sowed in because of your strength and your courage. Be strong and courageous. Esther was courageous when she went before the king. David was courageous at 16 when he went unarmed, unprotected, no armor on him before the champion of Gath, a warrior who was a man of war from his youth. Noah was courageous when he got into a boat with just his family with 200-foot tidal waves to save the world. Moses was courageous when he went back to Pharaoh after 40 years earlier, killing a man. He was, he was wanted for murder, but he goes back and he stands on Pharaoh's marble courts, puts his staff down and says, let my people go. What lies on the other side of courage? what lies on the other side of courage. If you said, hey, what's, what's the Word of God? What's church do for you? It'll put courage on the inside of you. It'll put courage on the inside. It'll, it'll put conviction because from conviction flows courage. Someone who has no convictions has no courage, but someone that has convictions has courage because I refuse. I, uh, you know what? There's some conveniences out there, but my convictions, I won't pop you. You'll have to pry them from my hand. Somebody say, amen. People, people said to us, man, why don't you just you know, dilute the Word of God? I can't dilute the Word. If I dilute the Word, I dilute its power. We have people that come into the house of God and they need a miracle. They need healing. They need a breakthrough. And if I, if I, if I dilute down the Word of God, I can't expect it to be operating in optimum power. So we, we preach the Word and it's good because I have to live up to this. I'm not preaching to you something that I, when I preach this, ah, oh, that's why it's a two-edged sword, cuts both ways. But I know if I preach the word in its entirety, power is present. So the tumors are healed, cancers are healed, the sick are healed. People are delivered from demonic bondages, addictions are broken. Generational cycles are canceled. Number three, the fire is a revealer. The fire is a revealer. A lot of people think that Jesus turned up in the fire. A lot of people thought, you know, Jesus was in heaven. Angels, hallelujah, singing around him. He goes, guys, stop, stop. Just just hold that thought. Hallelujah. Just hold it. He's like, just hold it, just as long as you can. Just got to duck down. They're just about to throw Shadrach, Meshach, Abednego into a fire. I'll be back. Just, I'll be back. You know, he's, no, 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 no. He was already with them. When they weren't bowing, he was already with them. When they were when they were being tied up and persecuted and tattletailed on by Karen, he was already with them. They couldn't see him until he was in the fire. When they threw them in the fire, the fire revealed Him. The God that you and I serve will never leave you nor forsake you. He is with you. The season we just went through, 2020, 2021, we didn't didn't lose our friends. It was just revealed who our real friends were. The stand that we made, oh we lost oh they no longer took calling they no longer I didn't lose anything I just it just exposed it just revealed who the last one number four real quick I'm over time number four promotion always follows testing Nebuchadnezzar promoted them I know that right now many of you are facing pressure many of you are facing trials many of you are facing battles many of you Of you are facing persecution. The Bible says to him who overcomes, the Bible says, Stand fast. He who stands fast to the end will be said, Behold, I'm coming, my reward. I promise you this you cannot have a testimony without a test. In this life, we're either in a test or in a trust. And right now, one of the greatest tests, one of the greatest tests in our lifetime is hit the world. But I'm telling you, God is about to trust new levels of anointing, new levels of power. The Bible says the creation groans in eager expectation for the manifestation, for the revealing of the sons of God. Well, guess what this test is doing? This test is showing these are the sons. How do you know that? Because they ain't bowing. How do you know? Because they ain't singing your tune. They ain't with your your psalms, your sire, your sultry your liars in symphony with all kinds of music they ain't bowing to your image they ain't bowing to something that is temporal they don't care that it's 60 cubits high six cubits wide made of solid gold in the province of. Ba- they don't care
0: they have a conviction that they don't bow they need anybody with the one true god they honor god with their lives they honor god with their hearts they honor god with their worship they honor god with their ties These are people of conviction, and you're going to see the revealing. You're going to see the manifestation in the world of the sons of God. But understand this, says the Lord, that there will be promotion, promotion, promotion in the Spirit, promotion in anointing, promotion in signs, wonders, and miracles. When the church was persecuted in the book of Acts, when they persecuted the church, the Bible says that at that time, God was doing extraordinary signs and wonders amongst them, the apostles because of the level of persecution brought a level of exposure and the level of exposure brought testing which brings in promotion that brought in greater anointing. Lift your hands to heaven. I'm out
1: of time. Father, I thank you in this house tonight. In this house tonight. I thank you for courage to stand. We know that the Bible is on repeat. And Father, it's fallen to our generation where globalists have weaponized, weaponized a medical tyranny, trying to get us to to bow, but we refuse to bow. We, we, We stand for free will. Whether you vax or don't vax, it's your choice. It's free will. Whether you mask or don't mask, it's your choice. You have free will. We don't stand... Now, we do say, hey, educate yourself. Before they inject something into your body, make sure you look at what it it is. But if they take away free will, if it's coerced, if it's pressure, it's a violation. If the God who created the heavens and the earth honors your free will, so much that you could even choose adam and eve to sin far be it that any evil spirit take away your free will father i thank you for courage thank you for courage rising i thank you for i know that many have gone through tests and i just want to prophesy and say to you that you're going through a test but you will have not only a testimony but as you come through this test you're going to go into a new level of trust Some of you are worried. Some of you are fearful. Man, I'm going to lose my job. But they're going to... I'm telling you, I'm telling you, there will be no unemployment. The other day I went to Rubio's and they said, I'm sorry, sir, we can't serve you. I'm like, why not? They said, "We we don't have enough staff. There's jobs everywhere. I promise you. I promise you. Your heavenly Father knows how to take care of His kids. Your heavenly Father... Opens doors no man can shut, and he shuts doors no man can open. And you need to understand that, that if, if the devil shuts one door, God will open two in every place for His one. You don't need to fear. You don't need to fear. Plus, you're in a community. You're in a family called the church. If you're here and you've never surrendered to Jesus, friend, tonight is your night. Maybe you once walked with Jesus, but just slipped away, turned away. Rent, just come back. Or maybe if you're here tonight, you're just far from God. Friend, don't walk out the same way you came in 36 years ago on a beach. I had no idea, if I was honest with you, Pastor John, I had no idea. I had no idea what it would. All I knew is what he was saying. He was pretty just saying, pretty much saying, there are people here and you're completely jacked up, but don't want anyone to know. So you put on this like bravado facade. I'm like, oh awkward and he said if you want someone to come in and mop up the mess his name's Jesus I'm like hello mopping on aisle 3 <laughs> See bass bad joke I had no idea I had no I, I thought he was just going to come in and mop up and don't do it again that's what I was thinking when he put the broom down, he made a home. And I'm like, hey, what's going on? He says, oh, I like it clean. I've got a few more rooms to clean up. I'm like, what? And then he said, yeah, I'm a little bit embarrassed about that. He's gone through a whole bunch of rooms. Leaves Never leaves you or forsakes you. Has led me. Oh, God, I really... Uh, what? listen to it. you need Jesus in your life you don't need a religion, you need Jesus his words are life Jesus, my words are spirit and they are life so if you're here tonight and your life's not right you haven't made your peace with God. You've never received Christ. Would you quickly just raise your hand? I want to say a prayer to you. I'm out, out of time, I need to hand back to Pastor John. But if that's you, I want to say a prayer for you. Thank you over there. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you through there. Thank you, darling. Thank you, sweetheart. Anybody else? I'd love to pray. Thank you. Come on. What do we say these words out loud with these beautiful people that have raised their hands? Say, Heavenly Father, I want to thank you tonight. You so love me. You sent Jesus to die on the cross, to break the power of my sin. I thank you tonight because of Jesus and the shedding of his blood. I am completely forgiven. I am free. I am clean. God is my father. I am his child from this moment forward. In Jesus name. Amen.